interrupted. I want us to continue to the next conversation that we have been scheduled to have, and it's uh, taking a look at what is unfolding in Mali. We have a group of NGOs that have now come together and they're warning about the devastating impact of uh, the latest sanctions that have been imposed against Mali. So the impact that those sanctions are having on the people of Mali. At this point, they say 7.5 million Malayans are in need of humanitarian aid. Mobin Ajaib is interim director of Oxfam in Mali. Mobin, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Thank you very much. Good morning, Cathy. Let's firstly begin with uh, a context. If you can just paint a picture for us uh, in terms of what has been unfolding in Mali and what is the situation that you as NGOs are having to deal with. Sure. As you all know that uh, the interim authorities of Malian announced previously that they will hold democratic election in the month of February 2022. Unfortunately, due to many, many unforeseen circumstances that could not happen. So, uh, if, uh, and they go back to ECOWAS and ask for the extension and extension of election holding for four years. In response to that, ECOWAS, the 15-member economic community, they has announced international sanctions, collective international sanctions uh, on Mali, including closure of borders and imposing a trade embargo, as well as cutting of financial aid, especially through ECOWAS countries and freezing the country's asset at the Central Bank of West African State. Uh, uh, in reciprocation, what Malian government, transitional government has done, they have actually closed their border to ECOWAS countries as well. Last week, the EU announced plans to support the ECOWAS sanctions. Alongside, the US has also underlined that they will be supporting the ECOWAS. In between, the, 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 the French flights to Mali has also been suspended. This is the country's context we are operating in, and it has a significant expected impact on the humanitarian agencies here in Mali. We are expecting that uh, there will be, uh, as there is a border closure and uh, nobody can enter in the Mali, uh, we are facing many, many challenges in terms of bringing in our capacities, our services, and aid to country. So uh, this is like we are we are expecting that this all economic sanction against Mali risk increasing the difficult living conditions of population, and it has high impact on our operations and our our our, our capacity to operate inside Mali. Yeah. When we talk about an increased need for humanitarian assistance, um, what is required? Hmm. As you in your opening speech, you said 7.5 million people. Actually, this means that one third of country population are in need of humanitarian aid. You know, the Mali is at a worst food insecure seen in the last 10 years at this point of time, and with 1.2 million Malian facing a food crisis. Some 70% of food in Mali is imported. And Mali is strongly dependent on external assistance to financial basic services. 
Just giving you a rough example, back in 2019, the external donor covered 33% of total health cost and around 30% of the education cost. So this is the, the, the international community is bringing huge uh, support to the Malian population. Uh, this is what we are bringing in. But, 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 but at this point of time, the impact is huge, you know. Uh, the food commodities are stuck at the border. And there is a risk that uh, the, the food and NFI's uh, uh, prices will be inflated. And uh, there are actually already anecdotal reports that the price escalation is already at 25%. And we are, we are expecting uh, it to soar further. Yeah. So with then these current sanctions in place and of course uh, almost all of Mali's neighbours having closed uh, their borders and we also have a trade um, you know, trade restrictions and a trade embargo uh, that has also been put in place. When it comes to negotiating getting food into the country for organisations like yourselves as Oxfam, how are you going about doing that right now? At this point of time, you know, there are two borders, two, three borders of country which is opened at this point of time. The food, uh, the, the, the even government is allowed to bring in uh, food through Guinea, also through Algeria and some part of Mauritania as well. So the, th- those borders are somewhat open, but the most of the borders like uh, Burkina, Niger, Senegal, uh, that is closed. And just, just bringing in that Senegal is the major uh, seaport, which is uh, being uh, Dakar, which is being used by Malian. So that is the situation. At this point of time, we are, we are we are trying to bring bring in more of the capacities and more of the food to provide the to people but already we have adopted some kind of methodologies i'll talk about oxfam because i am representing oxfam at the moment so i'll talk a little bit about oxfam programming uh, what we decided previously uh, that uh, the food if the market is not operational we will uh, provide food but if the markets are operational we will provide uh, cash distributions to our community so under our couple of projects uh, funded by germans and funded by belgium we are already distributing food uh, cash for food to the community so even in this month we are we are continuing to that before that we actually distributed small ruminants uh, goats and uh, some kind of poultry stuff like that so we we actually basically goats distribution we have done uh, in just last month so uh, uh, we are hoping that while contributing in terms of income generating activities and with the hard cash people can get the food the market is functional at this point of time but with an inflated rate so our, our problem is that if this international sanctions keep going, there will be a huge inflation and it will have a huge impact on the economy and on the population, of course. Ultimately, the, the issues that you as organizations in that country are trying to respond to have come as a result of what is happening politically not just in the country but in the region and some of the broader interests western interests in in that country so when we take a look at the overall picture of what it is going to take 
to end this current impasse that is worsening the situation in Mali. How far in that conversation do you get involved? And the reason I ask this is because, yes, you want, you know, you want to be able to see aid coming into the country. But if the borders are closed and there's a trade embargo, you mm. as an NGO are equally affected by that, that activity. So you're not exempt from living with the consequence of, of, of what is happening. Kathy, I think you bring a very important point, and this is a very good question. Uh, just, just a reminder for ourselves. As humanitarian actors, we have a mandate of neutrality. Our role is not to enter into political debates or take side at this point of time. However, we have a duty to support the most vulnerable population and raise concerns about issues that might have negative impact on their basic needs. In uh, uh, This is the case for us to sort out the sanctions which affect the larger population and carries important risk for population, especially if they last. So th th this is what is, uh, I think you uh, uh, bring in an important point, but, but uh, to be neutral actor, neutral humanitarian actors, we don't want to go in the jurisdiction of political arena at this point of time. However, I must say that the, the, the democratic government should be established, but this is another arena we, we, we would like to talk about in another space, uh, as civil society is also supporting uh, the, the, the campaigns around elections. So, but I think uh, we can have another discussion on that at this point of time. Let's focus on humanitarian aid and bringing in a little bit of more, uh, 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 more secu food security for Mali. So, so what does the the government of the day? We know that currently there's a military government um, that has been running affairs in Mali. What you know? What do they have to say about the situation? Are you in talks with them in any way or form uh, to to try and see how else it is that that you can be able to function optimally in that country? Uh, to be honest, at this point of time, we want to stay neutral and I am, Oxfam has no interaction with government at mm -hmm. the moment. Mm -hmm. And under under these 13 NGOs we are referring at this point of time, I really doubt that anybody has any started any negotiation. So actually we are urging the international community, especially the donors and the other, 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 other big Western hats you were mentioning that they should come in the country and they, they should start uh, negotiating between ECOWAS and the governments. So this is somewhat our mandate is a little bit different and we are we are we are going after our own mandate. But we are expecting from international donors that they come in and they play their role and they, they try to get a humanitarian corridor for us so we can support here inside Mali. Mm. Does that mean that uh, you've been able to operate without incidents as NGOs? Because we know that in many instances where there are political battles taking place, um, especially over governance, NGOs like yourself would also often be the target of different sides of, of, of those at war. 
uh, I agree with you, Kathy. We, we have been targeted, especially in terms of humanitarian access. Access is a challenge for us here. Going to the field, you know, Mali is a country which is already under many, many challenges. It, it is fragile. It has military challenges, militancy challenges, and then insecurity challenges towards its north. So many of the areas are not accessible by humanitarian agencies. So this is what we are already facing challenge of humanitarian access. And already we have been advocating for it through many platform and challenges. So so we can get access to all those areas where at this point of time due to, due to security concern we cannot go in. Mm. Mobib Ajayib, she is the interim director of Oxfam in Mali and you've heard there the multiple challenges that they're facing. Of course, uh, we watched those protests two weeks ago um, and they've been a series of ongoing protests in that country and yeah, the, 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 the protests were about really uh, some there's some groups that want the establishment of democracy in that country. There are others who 